0: Jennifer Zhang. Yes, Jacqueline Lopez, I should turn my phone off. I guess, you could. <laughs> okay. So after that riveting coin drum, give me three words to describe the Q and the gray. Here it comes, I'm excited. War. Oi. Puppy. Aw. Sex. Yes, this <laughs> is Seven of wine. gosh hi you guys this is seven of wine where every episode we review a bottle of wine and an episode of star trek voyager at the same time impossible oh say you <laughs> and yet it is possible because mm. we have the technology and we have jennifer zang that's me i'm already drinking she's totally drinking and <laughs> and i'm jaclyn lopez and uh, we're uh, gonna take you on the pleasure cruise. That is the Q and the Gray. Mm. But before we get into that, let's get into the, uh, the the
1: synopses, if you will. Jen, will you do the honors? Uh, I shall do the honors. Yes. Captain Janeway gets an unexpected visit from her least favorite omnipotent being. Oh, a man who, in this episode, really puts the Q in fuck boy. I can't. <laughs> yep, it turns out he wants to That's mate with her. That's French spelling, right? Yeah, it is. F-U-Q, a boy. Fuka boy. But I had to change the spelling of the word to make that joke work. I think it works. I think we're it works, too. Yeah, officially. I'll just go log into Urban Dictionary, make a few adjustments, and we're good to go by the time this episode airs. <laughs> but yep, it turns out that uh, Q wants to mate with her in order to bring an end to a cosmic war. A cosmic civil war that threatens the very fabric of our universe. Will Janeway let Q give her the D? Hey, there's a lot of letters in this bitch. It's like a Fergie song. It's totally a Fergie are spelling everything.
0: <laughs> so I picked this episode since we had such a sitcom uh, episode last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, the wine I picked when uh, the, you know, spoiler alert, the other Q calls D. Uh, Janeway a dog I was literally hell-bent to find a wine that had a dog on it that's all I cared about mm. but I found Badger Hound and it's a 2015 Zinfandel from Sonoma County and let's read the back shall we the Badger Hound is all about duality handsome and sweet but ready to spring into action if need be we set out to make a Zinfandel as tenacious as the Badger Hound oh it must be a real dog it presents dark plum richness at the starts, at the start, that is balanced out by some trademark Sonoma County peppery notes. This is a big, meaty Zinfandel, and it will give you plenty to sink your teeth into. This dog will definitely hunt.
1: Why must I be like that? Why must I chase the cat? Nothing, Nothing but, but the dog, dog in me. <laughs> Nothing
0: but a badger <laughs> hound. I don't. If you saw my dance, you guys would tell me to stop. So I'm gonna stop for you. <sighs> Cheers, baby. Cheers. So here's the deal, as you guys know a lot, we uh, pregame quite a bit sometimes. Step one: pour wine all over your face and onto Jackie's floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. I um I don't want it any other way. It is very fruity, actually.
1: Very fruity. Um, there's there's a very ch- uh, a very tart cheriness to it. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it's well. Here's the deal. It's the main when- thing that I can taste. Because
0: again, we've been drinking, so when I poured it out. Um, it actually had some peppery notes to it, but because we've been drinking, it's mellowed out into this really nice, full berry. Mm. I would definitely have this with a roasted targ. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into the episode. Let's do it. Let's cannonball into this episode. So mm. we start with a supernova, right?
1: We do. Literally, they all, uh, the crew of the Voyagers standing around on the bridge, just watching a star explode, and they're like, huzzah, and they drink some champagne. Which is funny. It's so typical of Voyager just to watch something get destroyed and be like,
0: "Yay!" <laughs> it's like, here's the deal. It really is the nerdiest thing that could possibly happen. You guys, let's really get really oh, close to a dying star. Oh, the supernova! Oh my god, we're so great. Well, they want to have champagne, but Neelix didn't bring it. I remember that. But yeah, mm. Neelix is like super hyped about this. Yeah. And I just remember being like, Neelix, you're at a twenty. I'd like you at a two. Bring it down. Can you do it a little bit? Just yeah. Smidge. Um, and another part of this 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 opening that I really like, which is really funny, is you can tell that they're looking at a green screen because we have freaking Janeway just like clapping like she just watched the freaking, like the most amazing thing in the world. And is like, oh, we're, we're supposed to clap now. Like, <laughs> you can tell that Roxanne's like, oh shit. Oh yeah, we're starting the scene. Okay, <laughs> let's go. As Harry and as Janeway points out that this is the closest distance, the only three, two, three other crews have Mm -hmm. witnessed the supernova. And
1: they're very rare. Not so rare as we discover a little bit later, but for the moment, we'll let them have their time in the sun. You know what?
0: We're just going to see. You know what? It's very rare. And they have been the crew that's been the closest to one of this phenomenon. Mm -hmm. But, and it's pointed out, they can't be too close because they feel the aftershocks of said supernova. Mm -hmm. So Tom has to steer them away. Tom, you got a little close, my friend. You need to back it up a little bit back it up tom back it up tom yeah be that s
1: but you know janeway's in a good mood because uh i believe it's Chicote that tells her that maybe she should take a break because she's been up for a while and she actually obliges yeah she's actually like you know what i'm ready for my ready room oh yeah so she retires uh, at his suggestion with a smile on her face um There's an unwanted guest in there who's ready for her.
0: Well, what happens is she walks in. You know her ready room. A lot of pastel, a lot of uh, modular furniture, built-ins. We see that a lot. And she's about ready to chillax. But nay, she runs in to a red bed. Nice satiny sheets. And absolutely, before she can even touch her badge to say, hey, security, intruder alert, who does she see but Q? Because he's disabled the comm. Because he wants alone time with Janeway. He does. If I, if I had only known that all you have to do is to disable the calm to uh, hang out with Janeway, I would have done that a
1: long time ago. <laughs> this one of the great things about this episode is like how much quipping there is. Yeah, because he really just like sets her up to be able to knock him down oh yeah yeah it is it is a great game of tennis it's a lot of fun she she's she's got comebacks she's got she's got the wit it's Jane with
0: the clap back so you know it's just a lot of back and forth and then you know we get the 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 pink nightgown again and that's all right stuff. he snaps fingers and changes her outfit yeah so basically he says I want a bone and then they cut to commercial and then when we come back she's like you are banana pants yep and then he goes well you should be flattered out of all the species in all the world why you know i even looked at a you know unicellular microbe and she's like i beat out a microbe that's awesome you know and uh basically she tells him it's never gonna happen
1: yeah and it's an odd it's odd right because he's always expressed some kind of attraction to her um but he's never been so pushy. Yeah. There seems to be some urgency now. He's really, really laying it on thick. Uh, but he is quite not... He's quite untrained in actual seduction. Yeah. As we learn. He's, he's just being really hokey with it. Um, and none of it is working.
0: No. And none yeah. of it's working. But he likes the thrill of the chase. And he's mm-hmm. not... T- and apparently in Q-land, there is no thing as no. And get lost means come back later... With, and, you know, and so basically he just sees her as a challenge and he shall return.
1: Mm-hmm. And she, you know, it's it's like when you find out your house has termites. <laughs> That's she, she's just like, uh so she like gets, you know, the bridge on Oh, she gets to Kote specifically. And it's like, uh, I just got a visit from Q um can you alert everybody that if you happen to see a termite yeah (laughs) if you happen to see q just freaking alert us immediately so that we can address it um and chakotay is curious and i love this because they lay because this this is you know this is for the shippers this is for all the shippers out there you guys yeah this is for all the shit out there no
0: legit yeah legit the front half of this episode is just you going oh fuckers
1: <laughs> he she's uh he's like what cue? what did he want and she's like he had a personal request remember that because just the way she phrased it is something that chakotay cannot let go of he's mm-hmm. like ruminating on this for a while so but you know he's a good he's a a good number one. So he carries out orders and everybody's alerted.
0: He's good. He's a good guy. He's but good you know, guy. I'll tell you this right now. What I love about, about um, Janeway is immediately she knows Q is up to something. Which I think is such
1: a cool thing. Yeah, she's, she's not like, just, I don't know what's going on, yeah. but this fucker got to go down. See, I you know what I like about her? What's what do you like about her dress? I like that she didn't just be like... She didn't just be like... Oh my God. Where did I get that from? She didn't just be like? She didn't just be like... She didn't just say... Yep, still got it. She didn't just like accept the fact that, you know, yep, he must, for whatever random reason, must just be attracted to me. Still got it. Janeway is still hot. She like, you know, analyzes it. It's it's not that she denies her femininity, but she definitely looks past it immediately. That's exactly she's like what like, I think.
0: She, she's she like, knows
1: she has that box check yeah she's like okay I mean he's always been attracted to me but what is this actually about
0: can we just collectively as people just embrace the fact that when we when people are attracted to us just own it and just be like all right, we got that I know that I got it what's this about what's this really about what's this
1: really she's like I'm hot obvi obvs obvi oh my god (laughs) So true <laughs> but what is q really here for i'm hot obvi why are you
0: here q get out of my hair so anyways we cut to the next day you guys she didn't have a good sleeps she did no. not have good sleeps because the termites and uh chakotay comes in with the reports that you wanted to see and um <laughs> and he basically goes yo what's going and, and he's oh, so like so subtle. perfect oh and he's just like it's really hot yeah he's kind of like uh, about Q. About she's, the other night. About the other night. You said that Q had a personal request. And and she's like, and again, she's, I'm hot. Of course, of course he would ask this about, he just wants to mate with me. Yeah. And just, his reaction is so like, pensive, anxiety forlorn,
1: concerned, angry, jealous. I see. That's exactly what
0: he just says. He just goes, I see. but
1: well, then he goes, uh, this is what I really... Oh, my God. I just wish... Voyager does this a lot. I understand it's like a thing that TV does in general. Yes. But they cut off the moment before it gets to resolve itself. Because he says, um, I know I don't have any right to feel this way. Uh-huh. But that really bothers me, essentially. Which is him basically saying, like, I'm jelly. Bro. Yeah. he's It's basically him saying, like, I really don't like that there's a guy that's trying to pursue you. And she... Oh, She like grabs his hand
0: I think she touches his chest
1: Yeah she does something pretty romantic And she starts to address it she, her, yes. voice, her voice gets very gentle And she starts saying like chicote And she starts like addressing the fact that Yeah there may be feelings and blah blah, blah But we don't even see any of that because who shows up? Um, I think his name is Q Yeah
0: I believe you're right Oh that fuck face and he goes Oh another man? Ruining the moment
1: As Q's do But, you know, the moment isn't ruined because it it just transitions into something even more delicious. It's so good. So,
0: of course, Q steps in, jumping to conclusions as, you know, big dick mentality, but we don't really think so. And Chakotay Um, puffs his chest up. Yeah, and Chakotay's just like, what's going on, Q? And then Q goes, oh, there's another man I see. Oh, is it because of the face tattoo? And then he turns... And he, to face camera, and he has the entire left side of his face covered in tattoos, and he goes, but mine's bigger. And then Janeway walks out, and she ends with, not big enough. Oh! And the mic was dropped.
1: Sick burn. Oh, my Um, God. And then Chakotay's face. Oh, he was as so amused.
0: As she's walking out, he's just like, mm.
1: <laughs> I really love this scene for a lot of reasons, right? One, um, you know, neither Janeway nor Chakotay deny the fact that Chakotay is the quote-unquote other man. Yes. You know, Janeway doesn't go like, oh, bah, bah, no, but uh, none of your business. Yeah. You know, it's just like they're they're not playing into his games. Like, what they have is like... Above this. Yes. Whatever it is. It doesn't... They don't need to define themselves to... To him. Like, what their complex relationship is. Which is not romantic. But it's deeply, deeply loyal. Yes. Um, and... The other... Beautiful aspect of this scene is that... Um, Chakotay even though he is posturing and being very much a man he's very much in that support position he does not feel like he needs to defend Janeway he just basically is her hype man because she'll like she does the sick burn and then he gives the face like and what you know like he doesn't feel like he needs to be the man in the situation because she's got this what a guy just supporting his chick It's very progressive for being like a, for a nineties show.
0: It's amazing.
1: Yeah. And I can see how it might've rankled some people and they didn't like it and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, that's, that's kind of how it, in the future, this is how it'll be. Sorry. That's where it is. Like chivalry is not going to be dead necessarily, but it's definitely taking this new form where like, that's a really good way of putting it. It's a new brand of chivalry. Respecting a woman and protecting a woman doesn't necessarily have to have all the bravado. No. Um,
0: it's literally, you can be a wingman to yeah. the situations yeah. and just let that person, let that person thrive.
1: There's a lot of shenanigans that ensue after this. Oh, there right? is. Like the denial is flat out. He's failed once again. Um, Q decides he's going to have to pull other members of the crew in order to find a way to crack the very hard nut that is Janeway. Yes. Um. And the thing is, we all, none of us know what he's driving at either. No. So far it is literally just shenanigans, mm-hmm. right? He shows up on the hollow deck while um Tom and Harry are out there. And their reaction's like, Get out of here Hey Scram, scram get out of here <laughs> We know you're up to something, man. Yeah. Um and he, he just wants to know, he just wants, he wants some insight into, you know, how, how he can get under Janeway's skin. And, and they, what I love about them though, is it's not even like they're just scram They're
0: like, you'll never get to her. And they're yeah. like, oh, and they're not trying to be like egging him on to do it. They're like, case closed, bro. Yeah. Like you're bad news. There's when not. When were
1: termites a good idea? Yeah. There's, there's not even any real threat of danger which to me is very interesting because mm. here's the thing y'all um if you're newish to the star trek universe or whatever welcome uh hi <laughs> <laughs> welcome i'll be your host for today yeah, like you. in a west world kind of way oh my gosh don't, my don't kill me don't kill me don't kill um, me fandy um it q is essentially the q they're all named q they are it's easy they're yeah, it's it's very easy to remember all their names. They're all cues. Um, they're gods basically, and and they're not gods in a way that they rule over people. They just have god powers, right? They've been around forever. They've always existed. There's no origin to them. They just in in that way they are very much godlike, right? Got no it, one can trace it. them beyond just the fact that they've always been around, and their whole gimmick is that they can do anything they can actually just make they they can bend reality Mm -hmm. right so the fact that everyone treats Q like a nuisance is interesting because if he got annoyed enough he could just destroy their ship with like a snap of his fingers yeah but um for whatever reason maybe for the sake of the episode maybe just (laughs) because the way the character is kind of like presented as a buffoon um no one's really scared of that possibility
0: (laughs) Everybody's totally ah this raps that's this rascal. I don't care about him. Yeah.
1: So they so um Harry and Tom reiterate their claim that he will never get under Janeway's skin. Yep. So he tries Neelix. Right. He's like, can what can you tell me about her? Because clearly she has some affection for you. She keeps you around with your weird furry face. And Neelix is a little bit more of a sensitive soul. Right. So he says, you know what Janeway likes about me? And he doesn't mean like in a romantic way, but he says, you know, um, he says something to the effect of like integrity, compassion and being like a sincere dude. Um, and of course, Hugo goes ahead and manipulates that into his next ploy, which involves puppies.
0: Um, so, of course, Janeway enters her room. Poor Janeway. I feel like Janeway is on like an an ongoing episode of Punked, where like every time she's walking into her ready room, it's just like another shenanigan. Yeah. But this shenanigan's adorable. So she's sitting there. She's reading reports because that's all they do on this ship. And then all of a sudden she hears the the faint cries of a wee pup and she tries to look around for it. And it's this cute little Irish setter just sitting there and it's so cute. She picks it up and then immediately she nuzzles it and she just goes, it won't work, Q. Yep. And he's just, what I love about, and I mean, you know they did it because they needed to rack Mm to, they needed to rack focus and they just needed to make sure it would all stay in frame. But he's just like draped on her desk like a crazy person. And, uh, you know, he's just like, oh, but come on,
1: man. You know, and. uh, That's how he interpreted Neelix's, um, you know, unfortunately Neelix kind of like let the cat out of the bag a little bit because he's easier to be it's easier for him to be bullied than anybody else right yes because he gets really emotionally like yeah he got provoked into maybe giving q a clue here but it's funny how q perverted what he said to mean like you know appeal to her compassion in a way like put a puppy in front of her yeah like that like base like soften her up a little. that's it and yet alas no
0: it is not I mean, she nuzzles the crap out of that thing. and She's playing with it, but she's very steadfast about saying nay. Yep. I cannot have a dog on my ship. Nope. And so, however, Q then tries a different tactic. But he's basically talking to Janeway and telling her, I'm lonely.
1: Yeah. He's clueless. I mean, he's clueless about how to go about it. But even that ends up being a... Even that ends up being kind of a lie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) He just, he really, it's really manipulative. And he even implies that she needs to get laid. Yeah. He says like, don't you get lonely? And further, don't you want to be a mother? It's, it's really, it's really insidious. But because it comes from Q, it's not necessarily an insidious thing. He really is trying everything because he's in a lot of ways, very clueless about how to appeal to humanity. For
0: sure. And uh, all things considered, she's turning him down and it's going to be another, you know, round three goes to Janeway when all of a sudden they're interrupted Mm -hmm. by a woman, red hair, looks like Ariel, in a fucking command suit. You know, Mm -hmm. she's just like, "Um, what are you doing with that dog? And I'm not talking about the puppy. Yeah. And then Jen face is just like Rah. excuse me,
1: um
0: I'm hot. Didn't we establish this in the yeah. first act? Excuse me.
1: So enter player three.
0: Enter player three. Who, luckily for us, if you were if you have trouble with names, Jen, don't worry about it because her name's cute. Too. Her name is cute. Oh, it's great. It's
1: great. It's so great. she's another god. She uh, is. And she and this Q have been in a relationship for. You know, like eons before what? before he decided it wasn't going to work out. And so this Q happens to be here because... does not like what's going on between him and Janeway. Um, so the plot thickens. So um, Janeway puts two and two together. She goes, whoa, this Q
0: is with this Q and this Q tried to bone me. Oh, no, girl, you can keep him. That's yeah. what she's like. You can keep him. You can keep the dog. And right before they're going to get into a Jerry Springer show... All of a sudden, the ship starts shaking, yeah. and she has to go to the bridge, where she finds out there is not one but two supernovas outside. It's the heck? Impossible! Impossible! The phenomenon that was supposed to be a rarity, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, is now happening like it's fucking Christmas every, and like the twenty fifth is repeating it's itself. It's a
1: statistical impossibility. So all of this, I think, Janeway is That's able when to. when she has
0: the revelation, where she basically goes. You're on this ship just as all of these supernovas are starting to appear. What's going
1: on in the continuum? Yeah, come on. What's Come on. Come clean.
0: Come on, man. She's like, I need you to, cause, and at the time, and I love when this happens. I, we know Voyager's going to get out alive, but let's just be straight up. The idea is that, again, what they were indicating at the top of the episode is that when the ship is near these uh, stars, it's not a good day for the ship. No. And now the ship is basically caught in between two of them. Yeah. So we can only imagine the danger that they are in. And of course, when Janeway says, "cue" to the male "cue," get us out of here. He, of course, interprets it in a freaking genie of the lamp Aladdin kind of way.
1: <laughs> yeah, or monkey's paw. A monkey's paw kind of way. Monkey's paw wish,
0: yeah. And he goes, oh, get us out of here, you say. And you know, Jen, whenever I want to escape, the place I want to go to, is the Civil War, is the antebellum it South.
1: Is, let's, let's face it, it's our it's our happy place. It's our happy place. Us, you and, you and I, two women of color, we just love escaping to the South during the Civil War.
0: First off, though, Janeway in a gorgeous hoop skirt. Yeah. Why they put her in brown, though, made me really irritated. Um, but we see her, we don't know yet that it's the Civil War. We get a yeah. sense of it, but she doesn't know what's going on. Nope. And she's kind of locked in a room where none of the doors are opening and everything. But there is gunfire outside. Yep. And then all of a sudden, who comes in?
1: Comes sauntering in, but Q.
0: In a confederate outfit.
1: Yep. And uh, here, the jig really is up, right? Because, and this to me is the weirdest part of this episode. It truly is the oddest, oddest, oddest part of the episode. Yes. Um, because it requires a lot of suspension of disbelief. But... They are in a civil war, right? And this is perceived because there are now bullets coming through the window and they're dodging and like weaving. And Q is actually scared about scared of these bullets. These bullets do, yeah. Which can actually hurt him, which is significant, right? And it's in this hail of gunfire um, with, with Janeway trying to navigate her way around this giant gown. Oh my God,
0: it's amazing, you guys. It's um, like a floating island.
1: Woop, woop, woop. That Q is forced to explain to her that they're not in some kind of civil war simulation. This is simply the easiest way for him to interpret, to manipulate her perception of the situation so that she understands, right? Because everything that's happening is actually happening. She just happens to be perceiving it as a civil war because they actually are in a civil war of sorts. Um, they ref- Q references another episode where um, one of the Q actually chooses to kill themselves.
0: Yes, yeah, so we should also make, um, again, Star Trek 101. The Q exists really in this. S- I would say, would you call it like a, a a different plane of existence?
1: It's like an afterlife, almost. It's, like, it's called the it like, continuum,
0: but it yeah. does affect our present day. Mm-hmm. And um, on top of that, they're immortal beings; they mm-hmm. don't die. So, going back to the episode you were talking about,
1: which I can't remember the epi- the name of the episode, but uh, Death Wish, Death Wish, but it can cons- it concluded with a cue that had. A death wish. Um, What? So apropos. No longer wanted to be immortal, right? And wanted the right to choose whether or not they continued their existence. Mm -hmm. And this Q happened to find a way to kill himself.
0: So he ends up killing himself by ingesting a toxic plant. Interesting. And what ends up happening is we find out that that toxic plant was never on board Voyager. And we find out that our Q, our male Q, is the one who actually gave him... Interesting. The, the plant to kill himself. And essentially what we learned by the end of Death Wish is that our Q has been won over by Quinn and has sided with him. Okay. And the repercussions of that action in assisting another Q to kill themselves and essentially this new way of thinking has disrupted the continuum so much that it's basically split the mm-hmm. continuum into two sides which is one that is all about this idea of free will, mm-hmm. of, of self, of ownness, and the other one that just wants to keep it the status quo. Just wants
1: to be Q, the Q, mm-hmm. and the way that the Q have always been. Yep. Um, and this, our, our Q, currently, in current, present day, whatever, um, implies that he has been a flag bearer, in this revolution, he has. He says he's he's been waving the flag and he's been you know not necessarily starting the war, but but definitely intensifying it right until yeah. until it's now become um, a civil war. There are the Q that are on his side where it's like fighting for the Q, having more individuality, being able to choose what they are, being able to define the purpose versus the Q who are just like, no, we're Q. We have been Q. We've always existed this exact same way and we need to continue. So now, um, and this is so ridiculous, but they've the Q have created Q killing weapons. You guys.
0: So, because that's the way to solve things. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's what's being fired through the windows, which we're perceiving as like Civil War rifle era rifles. But Q actually gets shot. Mm-hmm. And this is shocking to Janeway because she's like, you're bleeding. This is weird. You're a god. It's like when Xerxes gets shot.
0: Yeah. And yeah. also, we need to make the point to say, since we're going along the lines of suspending disbelief, So our Q, who has been an instigator in this whole civil war, goes, Eureka, I have a solution. (laughs) Uh, If I bone with another species, we will create a messiah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Something that is Q, but also has human compassion. He needed somebody who, offspring that had more human qualities. Because humans in the Star Trek universe in particular, like, individuality is a big central theme, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, yes, if I could be a Q that mates with a species that values individuality and compassion, mm-hmm. right, as opposed to just being, like, these omnipotent gods that just kind of float above everything and um, dispassionately makes arbitrary decisions about what is and isn't, um, then, so he narrows it down. He goes, okay, I need to mate with somebody with compassion. Well, I need it's, to
0: it's actually... Um- It's not just compassion. It's how have they done this via nonviolent means?
1: Yes. And so he decides that Janeway is the perfect person. And his mistake is thinking that genetic material results in um, these qualities that are, like, are personality based. So he's like, if I mate with Janeway, we will make a little Janeway, is essentially what he thinks. And... There's a lot of problems there. <laughs> Sorry. You think? I'm, I'm laughing because there's just, there's there's so many issues with Q in general, right? Mm. It was a nice thought, but it's like when you introduce a character with God powers and everything becomes possible, um, there's just a lot of inconsistencies, right? Like, I mean, I'm a little bit off topic here, but like if he needed to have a baby with Jane Way and he had God powers, why couldn't he just be like, snap, you're pregnant? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. So anyway, so now we have a... A Q that's bleeding out. Janeway manages to drag him away from this mansion that's under siege. And she ends up finding a encampment that is um, currently populated by people who are on their side. But wait,
0: what happened to the female Q on Voyager, Jen? Oh, I don't know. You should tell me because I'm (laughs) drunk. (laughs) So we cut to... So right as she's pulling... Uh, Q to safety, which is, again, so freaking telling and so fucking poignant in this episode. Can we talk about fucking Janeway's rolling up her sleeves, dragging her man out of the fucking mansion <laughs> in her hoop skirt? She's like, we gotta find safety. You're being a fucking clown. Yeah. And so we ended on that that scene with that button, and I'm just all about that life. But then we cut to Voyager, because Lady Q is on there with Chakotay, and uh, you guys, they... We we need to, just in case you forgot, quick recap. Voyager's in between two fucking supernovas. They're getting pitched around. They're getting tossed shock around. waves. They're getting tossed around like a volleyball at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. China versus USA. It's not a fun time for that volleyball, my friends. Anyways, so Chakotay's like, girl, can you like get us out of this mess? And she's like, mm plebeians, and she tries to snap, but it don't
1: work. It doesn't no. work. So we get this juxtaposition of a Q that actually manages to get shot and is dying. And then a Q who happens to be losing her god powers. You know, things... We're not in Kansas anymore. Shit is fucked. Oh, girl. So, like, so
0: basically what ends up happening is Chicote goes, look, girl, you are... You're basically human. And you need to help get us out of this mess. Mm-hmm. And very much... Like we will see in a future episode with a (coughs) seven is these omnipotent beings have all knowing knowledge, right? So they are very, very smart. So Mm -hmm. she needs to use her brain sauce and help Voyager out of this little situation
1: and to transport it. To where they can find where Q and Janeway are exactly, um, and there uh, there are some modifications that need to be done to the ship in order for them to get to where the war is being waged in the continuum, right? So, yeah. but so, she can't just snap her fingers and make those modifications happen.
0: No, so she she goes to engineering, she goes mm-hmm. down there, and she has to uh, deal with a uh,
1: Belana Torres, yeah,
0: who is. All about putting this Q in her place.
1: In her place. She, oh. she ain't afraid of no Q. Um, and she just calls her out on it. Like she's making all the modifications to the best of her ability, which are some really excellent abilities. And, you know, Q, Lady Q is like hovering, right? And, and basically treating her like she doesn't know what she's doing. But Blana knows what she's doing. And what's funny is she's really, really saucy with Lady Q, and yeah. Lady Q ends up going like she basically says like I like you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you you got, can hang. Yeah, you can hang. We're we're cool. Oh, the show is so ahead of its time. The, what I think is so interesting about this episode is you just have these women in absolute just every single woman is in a position of confidence. Mm-hmm. Lady Q, confident as fuck. Belana, confident as fuck. Janeway knows she's hot. Knows she can get any man she wants. Confident as fuck. You Mm just have all these chicks who are just, they are solid. And it's such a nice, it's so nice to see that where you Mm -hmm. don't have these women, you know, feeling, second guessing themselves.
1: Yeah. And it's not in a catty way. No. The confidence is very, um, and you know, not to say that women who are confident are catty necessarily, but in the depiction that you know, in the nineties when we're talking about like a lot of women who are depicted as strong tend to just be like really catty and manipulative and like good at like, you know, um winning the sass war or whatever yeah. it is. Like we have we just have in this case women who won't back down from an argument. They won't. Very masculine. Um and you know, maybe not even masculine but masculine by like our definition now. That's but that's it, it's just very like assertive.
0: What I love about Voyager and I would argue what I love about Star Trek is it normalizes that playing field Mm -hmm. and it allows, it allows all these qualities to exist regardless of gender, regardless of species.
1: Well, this is like the perfect example. It's two women who are arguing basically over the mechanics of this machine. They're uh, they're talking about the car, yo. Yeah. They're talking about the car. They're arguing about the car and the best way to make it better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's just perfect. It's these little subtle touches. But anyway, but but you know, so they're they're so they're setting a course for the continuum. Meanwhile, we're in the civil war. Yep, and it's hilarious uh, what we perceive as the civil war as this we've is. been told. Yes, um, and people, who, all the Q that are shot are actually dying. That's yeah. actually they've been shot with Q weapons. And you guys, Q weapons suck, y'all. Yeah. And I mean, essentially, Janeway talks some sense into Q and says like, okay. Listen, I'm not gonna mate with you. Let, um, let's call the spade a spade. Yeah, we're not doing it well, It's this. not gonna happen. No. And even if I did, it's not gonna happen the way that you are laying it out. Mm-hmm. It's not that just because you and I fuck. <laughs> she said she says it like that. Yeah. In in
0: her Kate Mulgrew voice. She says
1: <laughs> if if you and I fuck, we're not gonna create the baby a baby that's a perfect 50-50 of you and me. Mm-hmm. What Uh, a child ends up being like the what defines that child is the values that you instill it with and i'm not gonna be the midwife bitch she's like i'm not gonna don't expect me if we mate don't expect me to sit around and like take care of this child and instill it with all the values that you want me to she's like that's not my role in this i'm not i'm not even gonna do it yeah she's like but whoever you end up having a child with that will be the so-called messiah. If you want them to be the messiah, you have to instill those values in that child. You have to spend time with that kid. You have to shape that kid. It's not just a matter of tossing your beans up a muff. I can't right now.
0: <laughs> I, I I feel like this episode is literally going to be you trying to Talk about sex in like different <laughs> ways, describing it in as many ways as you can. And it's going to be the most clever thing on the planet. And
1: and Q, Q basically sees the light, yeah. right? He's like, OK, well, if you're not going to be the one that bears and raises this child, then what options do I have? She's like, oh, uh, there's somebody that kind of wants to. That wants to be in your life. Um, I think you don't have to look far I for think, this I think
0: uh, she... And what's nice is if you guys get stuff monogrammed, you're going to save money. Yeah. There you go. Because they're both
1: named Q. Q. It essentially ends up coming down to, let's end the war. Let's call a truce. And maybe this child that you create, who has the values that you want to pass on, will end up being able to influence other Q. So basically... Um, rather than go about this violent war, maybe you can kind of play the long game and see if this child of yours, um, ends up influencing people through rhetoric, through peace, through example. So Janeway decides she's just gonna, you know, while she has the upper hand, while Q's like complacent and be like, yeah, maybe you're right. She decides she's going to go to the other side and... Uh, negotiate this truce
0: yeah so she's like you know what let's do a ceasefire maybe maybe that would be good ideas
1: but he's got other plans the, so the general who's the leader of the other uh, faction when it comes to the other side of this war he decides uh to tell her um we've concluded you know it's very nice and all of you to try to you know negotiate this truce and it sounds cool that Q is... I mean, I guess it's cool that Q's decided that, you know, he's... That's, nice, that's, ni- that's, that's nice, that's nice. That's very nice of him. That's cool. However, we've decided the easiest way to end this war is to execute everybody who, um, who you know, who leads the opposing faction, and that means executing Q. And then we could just go back to business as usual, just basically get rid of all the rabble rousers, and guys fine. You guys,
0: if you're against us, we're just going to get rid of you. It's not... No big deal. And no, Janeway's
1: like, what?
0: And, you know, and then they're like, all right, yeah, we've decided. And since you're on their side, uh, you're going to die, too. And
1: they've already apprehended Q. Yep. It's all over. Basically, all of this was for naught. They're like, we're just going to shoot you guys. And yep. the war will end and we'll go back to the way the way things were. But wait! Uh, indeed. Uh-huh. Um, but before this, we actually get a nice little shot of Janeway and Q tied to a tree. And... Q having to apologize to Janeway for getting them in this mess and, he's and this just, kerfuffle. He's like, "I'm sorry." She's like, "I know, but here we are facing the music." And I, I love that she doesn't rage against him. This, this is just the wages oh, of war. It's so cool, dude. Yeah, just like she just understands after all the shit he's put her through. Yeah, she's like, "I get it." Um, you made some errors in judgment. <laughs> Just a few. Uh, now I'm going to get shot.
0: Yeah, I'm going to die uh, in the continuum. On a tree. Yeah, it's in, a, uh, in a hoop skirt. In a hoop
1: skirt. But, uh, you know, them's the bricks. Hey, you know what? I had a good run. I'm okay. In front of a firing squad, of all things. Yeah.
0: But luckily, when whilst, whilst they are getting apprehended, uh, we're on Voyager. And Voyager is heading straight for a part of space that is a bit dangerous Yep, it's
1: beset with supernovas
0: all of the supernovas you guys mm-hmm. but so lady q basically says look we gotta drive straight into the supernova because the death of a star is exactly where the continuum exists which is very profound mm-hmm. and everybody's like this better work bitch because if not we all dead <laughs> and um and uh, you know and and You know, granted, when uh, Lady Q was down with B'Elanna, she was reinforcing and putting some kind of cool security on Voyager to make sure it wasn't going to be, you know, ravaged. So we're hoping it works. And lo and behold, as we cut back to Q and Janeway, uh, tied to trees, uh, getting ready to die. At death's door. At death's door. Looking bravely into the horizon and saying my life was not in vain. We hear gunfire.
1: We do. And here comes the crew of the Voyager. Hey! Hey! And this this confused me quite a bit because what they were doing was they were firing rifles. And I'm like, wait a second. Why are their rifles working against the Q? But they actually explain it later because Lady Q says, oh, we managed to get our hands on your weapons. Oops, sorry. We managed to get our hands on your weapons.
0: I think that's so funny. Like, they arrived they arrived
1: in this civil war, and they're like, oh, look at these guns. It's like yeah. a video game. They're firing rifles, and I'm thinking I'm thinking in that moment, those aren't going to work, you idiots. You plebeians. These aren't going to work. You're silly. And and yet, Lady Q has to, like, basically explain, yeah, they are working because they happen to be weapons that they happen to find. Oh, yeah, but legit. Here's my favorite thing about it. I know that it's all supposed to be our perception of the civil war, mm-hmm. um, that makes it appear as a civil war. But the reason why when I watched that scene, I laughed my ass off is like Chakotay, Tom Paris, they all show up in like you know, Civil War gear. And I just imagine in my head a moment where they're like, oh, we have to go rescue Janeway. But first, cosplay! (laughs) You know, it reminds me of when you're at the fair and you can do those, like, Western, like, portrait
0: shots and you go into that closet and you put on, like, the fancy outfits and then you're like, I'm a Western chick. Like, I remember I put on that, like, cute little outfit and I thought I was so cute. And then it's actually, like, I'm a saloon whore and I was, like, seven when I put that outfit on. (laughs) Aww. It wasn't a good look,
1: but this is a good look. This they're is a rather, look. they're rather handsome. Oh, are you okay, Jen? i you know, I'm okay. You okay? I need a moment. <laughs> but our brave, handsome soldiers come and they rescue. They put a Q weapon, which looks like a Civil War rifle. It's, it's oh, how peculiar! Yeah, to the general's head, um, and they basically force a cessation of this execution.
0: Hey, what you're about to do, don't do it.
1: Yeah, everybody drop your weapons. Pause. <laughs> For the moment. Um, Stop hammer time. Stop hammer time. Um, it's, really, it's really weird what ends up happening here because, you know, I know it's TV, so they have to be really low budget about it. But the way the war ends is that now that everyone's put their weapons down, they're all willing to listen to reason. And the solution is that the Q are going to, the Q that's RQ and Lady Q, they're going to stop fighting. And instead, they're secretly going to go ahead and copulate and reproduce. And that somewhere down the line may result in all of the Q reaching some kind of accord. It doesn't really feel like an end of a war. It just seems like a quick fix. Quick fix. So... The two Q decide the Q and Lady Q, whatever they decide, they're uh, they're they're gonna give this having sex thing a try.
0: Now, what's so great? What I think is so great about this is like you know our, the revelation that the Q have never had to cop- copulate happens in at towards the end of the episode, which means that you're kind of sitting there going like, what would Q have done is this if like? if he boned Janeway because he's never had to? Yeah, I mean he's a virgin. Yeah, like he doesn't know what to do. Does he yeah. even have a penis?
1: I'm sure he'd be able to give himself one. He'd be like, Woo! boing 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 boing. <laughs> yeah. boing, um, boing, boing. But so there,
0: you know. So the joy of being a Q mm-hmm. is you get to devise
1: how you bone, how you're gonna do it. And the the weird thing is, like, oh my god, are you? Janeway's hope- like, let me give you guys some privacy. Yes, this is the best part. And he's like, <laughs> and he says. Don't you like to watch? Which is weird to me that she sticks around.
0: (laughs) It is the best thing on the planet because you see her and it's framed so cleverly, right? Because basically you have Lady Q&Q in the foreground and you have Janeway in the background who looks completely in disarray, man. I mean, she looks like a hot mess. Granted, she's been through a war. Yeah. So I'll give her some slack. And she had to wear like 12 layers of clothes. And she does this funny ass move where she like walks about ready to walk away. And she turns around and she goes, I'm not fucking missing this. And then, oh, Jen, please explain the erotica of the cue.
1: They basically just touch the E.T. phone home their way to orgasm. You guys. E.T. phone orgasm. I mean, it's efficient. They touch their fingertips to each other and then they make O faces and uh, it's gross. My f- it's somehow grosser than real sex.
0: And yeah, and, and like, and you know, like a little light happens and they're like, ooh, is that as good for you as it was for me? And my favorite line of this entire episode is Janeway stares at Q and just goes, that's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's it. Yep. Um, I was avoiding this. Yeah, all she had to do was touch... They just had to dock their fingers. So uh, that was sex. Hope you enjoyed it. But Chainway gets one more visit from oh. you. Oh, so,
0: so meanwhile, she's just like, so she's back on Voyager after she's witnessed sex. It's, she'll never be the same again. Can't un- see her, that. Can't unsee that. Years of therapy. It's okay, though. She's back on Voyager, and all the supernovas have desisted. Is that a word? We're going to make it one. They stop. No more supernova. Thank God, because they got to get home. You know what I'm saying. Uh, but she's going to go back to her ready room. Hopefully she can get some sleep now. Hopefully. Because she's hopes. had a friend. She's, it's a doozy. She... But she walks into her ready room one more time. And uh, who does she see but Q? And Q happens to have a friend. It's Bouncing a little baby
1: boy. A little baby boy. And he's even in his own little fucking Voyager outfit. So cute. I, I just love that the wardrobe person had to make a toddler's version of the Voyager outfit. It's-
0: so cute. So cute. It is so cute. It would probably fit cats. <laughs> and now I want one for my cats. <laughs> but yeah, so this little baby.
1: And uh Q has come over to basically go, uh It didn't need to be half human after all. No. Um, for it to learn compassion because that's what Q has decided he's gonna instill his child with. And teach him everything, and apparently the Q
0: have an accelerated growth and mm-hmm. and he's come into to uh
1: Tell uh, Janeway she is the uh, godmother. And this is an idea that Janeway can get behind. Yeah, she's okay with this. She's this, of all the things, of all the crazy things he said, she's cool with this one.
0: You guys, at the end, she said yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She did. Yeah. And uh, lovingly, Q
0: vanishes off. He's going to show his son the world. He seems a changed man. Will Mm. it
1: stick? We don't know. No idea. But Voyager carries on. Here's a thought. Let's do it. It seems like a thank you is nice, but he really could have, you know, expressed his true thanks by transporting them home. Oh my God. For the love of God. And, and
0: every single time, every fucking single time, the he like dangles it in front of them like a fucking carrot, and she doesn't bite.
1: Well, that's that's the problem with the cue you know with a character Selfish. that has yeah you know, well also the problem with the cue in general as a narrative device right Is like when you have a character with god powers there's just a lot of things that should be possible that they don't exploit and Janeway very much in that moment could have been like oh yeah I helped you come to this great revelation and now you have a wonderful child and you know the very least you can do is to get us home <laughs> could you imagine
0: she like changes the script
1: and we're done bye show canceled see ya <laughs> Um, yeah. So all in all, a very jovial episode. It was very fun. It was, there was a lot, the sas factor was 9,000. Sass factor was 9,000. Everybody was a team player. I was Mm -hmm. very about
0: it. Loved everybody, everything. Uh, You know, what's so nice about this episode is that it's, it had the right amount of what the hell's going on. And the right amount of, oh, no, she didn't. And the right
1: amount of, oh, the wardrobe department happens to have gotten their hands on a bunch of Civil War costumes and maybe we should find a way to use them. (laughs)
0: Legit. So actually, before we recorded this episode, I was talking to Jen and I said, there has to be some reason behind this, the name of this episode, The Q and the Grey. And uh, I did a a little sleuthing. And some of you out there, you diehards might already know this, but there was actually a show on CBS in 1982 called The Blue and the Grey. Which, surprise, surprise, was a mini series that was set in the Civil War.
1: That's always, like, that's a fun thing when it comes to the Star Trek, you know, uh, series in general. Like, the different series is that um, it is set in the future, but they get to play a lot with the past. Mm-hmm. And they get to do it by having a field day with, like, the wardrobe department at, <laughs> at, like, whatever. Like, whatever's happening, whatever set pieces are left over from other productions at the studio. Um, I, you know... It's gonna be something, unfortunately, that you know to us is lost with like Star Trek Discovery, yeah. and and all the other subsequent Star Trek series, including the one that's gonna have Patrick Stewart in oh, it. Stop! But um, but yeah, it's something that uh, they had to make do with when they were in production on this. Was like, oh, how do we up our production value while saving costs? What happens to be available right now? I love that. Let's it, form a story around it.
0: I just love that Janeway is picked. Like, yes, we know it is because the context of Star Trek Voyager, and she was kind of the chick you'd have to go for. But if that does not solidify why Janeway is the captain, that a Q would want a boner, because for all intents and purposes, Qs are what they can do whatever they want. They could whoever. bone guys. Yeah, they could have babies with guys. He could have boned Stewart. Diddy, nay. Oh my god, well that was the cue on the gray. Mm-hmm. Light-hearted, sassy, enjoyable, um, poignant, and hot. Um, let's get back to the wine. I forgot it was here, because I've been inhaling it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Jen. As if okay. I. I like
1: it. I've liked it all the way through. <laughs> Just. I don't know
0: if, she's like, I don't care about your opinion. This is good wine. This <sighs> is good uh, Jen, do you have any idea what you want to do for the next episode?
1: I do. And you know, what's funny is here's a little secret. Oh, secret, secret. Every time you ask me what episode we want to do next, as a fun mental <coughs> exercise, I always think this episode. And then I always check it out. Oh, ooh. Because it's a um, extremely controversial episode. <gasps> and I feel like because we're so, we're like now, like, at least how many episodes in are we?
0: This is going to be, I think, 21.
1: Our 21st episode. are we cute? We're legal now. We can drink. Oh my God. We've done so many episodes. I feel like now that In we've America. established like who we are, you guys know us very well. You guys know us. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um, we I cool. I feel like we we won't lose any love by doing this very controversial episode because it's, it's a rough one.
0: Okay, wait. Let me brace myself. Go. Yeah.
1: Do you remember the episode Retrospect? No. Okay. This was the episode, y'all, where seven of nine... Um, oh, the one where she she claims rape. Yes, mm-hmm. essentially she claims that she's been violated by somebody. But it's uncle It's it actually becomes clear through the episode (spoiler alert) that um, the memories that she has are not necessarily factual. But the person who she accuses is already suffering some dire consequences. And the reason why it's really it's a tough one for us to be able to tackle is right now the current climate is this whole me too stuff so it's like unintentionally relevant to the side that currently is i would say arguably losing the battle right it's it's a tough one i hope we don't shit the bed and like say things that we shouldn't but you know what 21 episodes in let's take some risks
0: we're all friends here we all have ultimately What I think we always drive is that we're here to have, we're here to celebrate Voyager. I think, you know, and for all the light that it sheds on stuff, be it political, be it humorous, be it sassy, Mm -hmm. be it sexy, be it confident, whatever it is, we're here and we're showing up for Voyager and we're showing up for retrospect. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know we enjoyed it almost too much. But I no definitely way. did. Oh well, Jen. Jen just went overboard. I've wine
1: in a while, and this was good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jacqueline. I'm Jennifer. And this is Seven of Wine. do you guys like horror movies I do. I do do they always have to be good movies no way i prefer them to be crap personally well then you guys are in luck because horror movie night is your expert podcast on both horror movies good bad and gooey it's just
1: a show of three friends brother
0: yeah, two brothers and a friend i i think you would call it, but we're also we're all friends here you know we're friends we we're around. all friends here yeah. we goof around but <laughs> we we talk about we talk about movies but we normally don't actually talk about movies which is kind of weird it's, it's a weird <laughs> dynamic you have to really listen to understand it but we put together a show every friday morning you can find our show hmnpodcast.com uh we're part of the beatscape network we are you know we're good guys just check us out we're good silly guys we are fun. please like me please <laughs> that's pretty we- much the impetus of everything we do is to be accepted
1: <laughs> we want to yeah. be
0: loved HMMpodcast.com
1: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.